Chapters 126 through 154 of Sonnets of William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Chapter 126 O thou, my lovely boy, who in thy power Dost hold time's fickle glass his fickle hour, Who hast by waning grown, and therein show'st Thy lover's withering, as thy sweet self growest. If nature, sovereign mistress, over rack, As thou goest onwards still will pluck thee back, She keeps thee to this purpose, that her skill may time disgrace, and wretched minutes kill. Yet fear her, O thou minion of her pleasure, she may detain, but not still keep her treasure. Her audit, though delayed, answered must be, and her quietus is to render thee. End of chapter 126 Chapter 127 In the old age black was not counted fair, or if it were, it bore not beauty's name. But now is black beauty's successive heir, and beauty slandered with a bastard shame. For since each hand hath put on nature's power, faring the foul with art's false borrowed face, sweet beauty hath no name, no holy bower, but is profaned, if not lives in disgrace. Therefore my mistress' eyes are raven black, her eyes so suited, and they mourners seem, at such who not born fair no beauty lack, slandering creation with a false esteem. Yet so they mourn becoming of their woe, that every tongue says beauty should look so. End of chapter 127 Chapter 128 How oft when thou, my music, music playest, Upon that blessed wood, whose motion sounds with thy sweet fingers, When thou gently swayest the wiry conquered that mine ear confounds. Do I envy those jacks that nimble leap, To kiss the tender inward of thy hand, Whilst my poor lips, which should that harvest reap, At the wood's boldness by thee blushing stand, To be so tickled they would change their state and situation With those dancing chips o'er whom thy fingers walk with gentle gait, making dead wood more blessed than living lips. Since saucy jacks so happy are in this, give them thy fingers, me, thy lips to kiss. End of chapter 128 Chapter 129 The expense of spirit in a waste of shame is lust in action, until action, lust, is perjured, murderous, bloody, full of blame, savage, extreme, rude, cruel, not to trust, enjoyed no sooner, but despised straight, past reason hunted, and no sooner had past reason hated as a swallowed bait, on purpose laid to make the taker mad, mad in pursuit and in possession so, had, having and in quest to have extreme, a bliss in proof and proved, a very woe, before a joy proposed behind a dream. All this the world well knows, yet none knows well, to shun the heaven that leads men to this hell. End of chapter 129 
Chapter 130 My mistress' eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why, then her breasts are done. If hairs be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses damasked, red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks, and in some perfumes is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks. I love to hear her speak, yet well I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. I grant I never saw a goddess go. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. And yet, by heaven I think my love as rare, as any she belied with false compare. End of chapter 130 Chapter 131 Thou art as tyrannous, so as thou art, as those whose beauties proudly make them cruel. For well thou knowest to my dear doting heart thou art the fairest and most precious jewel. Yet in good faith some say that thee behold, thy face hath not the power to make love groan. To say they err, I dare not be so bold, Although I swear it to myself alone. And to be sure that is not false, I swear, A thousand groans, but thinking on thy face, One on another's neck do witness bear, Thy black is fairest in my judgment's place. In nothing art thou black save in thy deeds, And thence this slander, as I think, proceeds. End of chapter 131. Chapter 132. Thine eyes I love, and they as pitying me, Knowing thy heart torment me with disdain, Have put on black, and loving mourners be, Looking with pretty ruth upon my pain. And truly not the morning sun of heaven Better becomes the gray cheeks of the east, Nor that full star that ushers in the even Doth half that glory, to the sombre west, as those two morning eyes become thy face. O oh, let it then as well beseem thy heart to mourn for me, since morning doth thee grace, and suit thy pity like in every part. Then will I swear beauty herself is black, and all they foul that thy complexion lack. End of chapter 132. Chapter 133. Beshrew that heart that makes my heart to groan for that deep wound it gives my friend and me. Is not enough to torture me alone, but slave to slavery my sweet'st friend must be? Me from myself thy cruel eye hath taken, and my next self thou harder hast engrossed. Of him myself and thee I am forsaken, a torment thrice threefold thus to be crossed. Prison my heart, in thy steel-bosomed ward. But then my friend's heart, let my poor heart bail. Whoever keeps me, let my heart be his guard. Thou canst not then use rigor in my gall. And yet thou wilt, for I being pent in thee, perforce am thine, and all that is in me. End of chapter 133. Chapter 134. So now I have confessed that he is thine, and I myself am mortgaged to thy will. Myself I'll forfeit, 
so that other mine thou wilt restore to be my comfort still. But thou wilt not, nor he will not be free. For thou art covetous, and he is kind. He learned, but surety like to write for me, under that bond that him as fast doth bind, the statute of thy beauty thou wilt take. Thou usurer that puts forth all to use, and sue a friend, came debtor for my sake, so him I lose through my unkind abuse. Him have I lost, thou hast both him and me, he pays the whole, and yet am I not free. End of chapter 134 Chapter 135 Whoever hath her wish, thou hast thy will, and will to boot, and will in overplus, more than enough am I that vex thee still, to thy sweet will making addition thus. Wilt thou whose will is large and spacious, not once vouchsafe to hide my will in thine? Shall will in others seem right gracious, and in my will no fair acceptance shine? The sea, all water, yet receives rain still, and in abundance addeth to his store. So thou being rich in will add to thy will, one will of mine to make thy large will more. Let no unkind, no fair beseechers kill, think all but one, and me in that one will. End of chapter 135 Chapter 136 If thy soul check thee that I come so near, swear to thy blind soul that I was thy will, and will thy soul knows is admitted there, thus far for love, my love suit sweet fulfill. Will, will fulfill the treasure of thy love, I fill it full with wills, and my will one, in things of great receipt with ease we prove, among a number one is reckoned none. Then in the number let me pass untold, though in thy store's account I one must be. For nothing hold me, so it please thee hold, that nothing me, a something sweet to thee. Make but my name thy love, and love that still, and then thou lovest me, for my name is Will. End of chapter 136 Chapter 137 Thou blind fool, love, what dost thou to mine eyes, that they behold and see not what they see? They know what beauty is, see where it lies, yet what the best is take the worst to be. If eyes corrupt by over-partial looks be anchored in the bay where all men ride, why of eyes falsehood hast thou forged hooks? whereto the judgment of my heart is tied. Why should my heart think that a several plot, which my heart knows the wide world's commonplace? Or mine eyes seeing this, say this is not to put fair truth upon so foul a face. In things right true my heart and eyes have erred, and to this false plague are they now transferred. End of chapter 137 Chapter 138 When my love swears that she is made of truth, I do believe her, though I know she lies, that she might think me some untutored youth 
unlearned in the world's false subtleties. Thus vainly thinking that she thinks me young, although she knows my days are past the best, simply I credit her false speaking tongue. On both sides, thus, is simple truth suppressed. But wherefore says she not she is unjust? And wherefore say not I that I am old? O oh, love's best habit is in seeming trust, And age in love loves not to have years told. Therefore I lie with her, and she with me, And in our faults by lies we flattered be. End of chapter 138 Chapter 139 O oh, call not me to justify the wrong That thy unkindness lays upon my heart, Wound me not with thine eye, but with thy tongue. Use power with power, and slay me not by art. Tell me thou lovest elsewhere, but in my sight, dear heart, forbear to glance thine eye aside. What needst thou wound with cunning, when thy might is more than my oppressed defense can bide? Let me excuse thee. Ah, my love well knows. Her pretty looks have been mine enemies, and therefore from my face she turns my foes, that they elsewhere might dart their injuries. Yet do not so, but since I am near slain, kill me outright with looks, and rid my pain. End of chapter 139 Chapter 140 Be wise, as thou art cruel, do not press my tongue-tied patience with too much disdain, lest sorrow lend me words and words express the manner of my pity wanting pain. If I might teach thee wit, better it were, though not to love, yet love to tell me so, as testy sick men when their deaths be near, no news but health from their physicians know. For if I should despair, I should grow mad, and in my madness might speak ill of thee. Now this ill-resting world is grown so bad, mad slanderers by mad ears, believe it be, that I may not be so, nor thou belied. Bear thine eyes straight, though thy proud heart go wide. End of chapter 140 Chapter 141 in faith I do not love thee with mine eyes, For they in thee a thousand errors note. But tis my heart that loves what they despise, Who in despite of you is pleased to dote. Nor are mine ears with thy tongue's tune delighted, Nor tender feeling too base touches prone, Nor taste nor smell desire to be invited To any sensual feast with thee alone. But my five wits, nor my five senses, Can dissuade one foolish heart from serving thee, Who leaves unswayed the likeness of a man, Thy proud heart's slave and vassal wretch to be. Only my plague thus far I count my gain, That she that makes me sin awards me pain. End of chapter 141 Chapter 142 Love is my sin, and thy dear virtue hate, hate of my sin, grounded on sinful loving. Oh, but with mine, compare thou thine own state, and thou shalt find it merits not reproving. 
or if it do, not from those lips of thine, that have profaned their scarlet ornaments, and sealed false bonds of love as oft as mind, robbed others' beds' revenues of their rents. Be it lawful I love thee as thou lovest those, whom thine eyes woo as mine importune thee. Root pity in thy heart, that when it grows, thy pity may deserve to pitied be. If thou dost seek to have what thou dost hide, by self-example mayest thou be denied. End of chapter 142 Chapter 143 Lo, as a careful housewife runs to catch, one of her feathered creatures broke away, sets down her babe and makes all swift dispatch in pursuit of the thing she would have stay. Whilst her neglected child holds her in chase, cries to catch her whose busy care is bent, to follow that which flies before her face, not prizing her poor infant's discontent. So runst thou after that which flies from thee, whilst I, thy babe, chase thee afar behind. But if thou catch thy hope, turn back to me, and play the mother's part, kiss me, be kind. So will I pray that thou mayst have thy will, if thou turn back in my loud crying still. End of chapter 143 Chapter 144 Two loves I have of comfort and despair, which like two spirits do suggest me still. The better angel is a man right fair, the worser spirit a woman colored ill. To win me soon to hell my female evil tempteth my better angel from my side, and would corrupt my saint to be a devil, wooing his purity with her foul pride. And whether that my angel be turned fiend, Suspect I may, yet not directly tell, But being both from me both to each friend, I guess one angel in another's hell. Yet this shall I ne'er know but live in doubt, Till my bad angel fire my good one out. End of chapter 144 Chapter 145 Those lips that love's own hand did make, breathed forth the sound that said, I hate, to me, that languished for her sake. But when she saw my woeful state, straight in her heart did mercy come, chiding that tongue that ever sweet was used in giving gentle doom, and taught it thus anew to greet. I hate, she altered with an end, that followed it as gentle day, doth follow night who like a fiend from heaven to hell is flown away. I hate, from hate away she threw, and saved my life, saying, Not you. End of chapter 145 Chapter 146 Poor soul, the center of my sinful earth, my sinful earth these rebel powers array, why dost thou pine within and suffer dearth, painting, thy outward walls so costly gay. Why so large cost having so short a lease dost thou upon thy fading mansion spend? Shall worms, inheritors of this excess, eat up thy charge? Is this thy body's end? Then soul live thou upon thy servant's loss, 
and let that pine to aggravate thy store by terms divine in selling hours of dross within be fed without be rich no more so shall thou feed on death that feeds on men and death once dead there's no more dying then end of chapter 146 chapter 147 my love is as a fever longing still for that which longer nurseth the disease feeding on that which doth preserve the ill the uncertain sickly appetite to please my reason the physician to my love angry that his prescriptions are not kept hath left me and i desperate now approve desire is death which physic did accept past cure i am now reason is past care and frantic mad with evermore unrest my thoughts and my discourse as madmen's are at random from the truth vainly expressed for i have sworn thee fair and thought thee bright who art as black as hell as dark as night end of chapter one hundred and forty seven chapter one hundred and forty eight oh me what eyes hath love put in my head which have no correspondence with true sight or if they have where is my judgment fled that censures falsely what they see aright if that be fair whereon my false eyes dote what means the world to say it is not so if it be not then love doth well denote love's eye is not so true as all men's no how can it oh how can love's eye be true that is so vexed with watching and with tears no marvel then though i mistake my view the sun itself sees not till heaven clears o oh, cunning love with tears thou keep'st me blind lest eyes well seeing thy foul faults should find end of chapter one hundred and forty eight chapter one hundred and forty nine canst thou o cruel say i love thee not when i against myself with thee partake do i not think on thee when i forgot am of myself all tyrant for thy sake who hateth thee that i do call my friend on whom frownest thou that i do fawn upon nay if thou lurest on me do i not spend revenge upon myself with present moan what merit do i in my self-respect that is so proud thy service to despise when all my best doth worship thy defect commanded by the motion of thine eyes but love hate on for now i know thy mind those that can see thou lovest and i am blind end of chapter one hundred and forty nine chapter one hundred and fifty oh from what power hast thou this powerful might with insufficiency my heart to sway to make me give the lie to my true sight and swear that brightness doth not grace the day whence hast thou this becoming of things ill that in the very refuse of thy deeds there is such strength and warranties of skill that in my mind thy worst all best exceeds who taught thee how to make me love thee more the more i hear and see just cause of hate oh though i love what others do abhor 
with others thou shouldst not abhor my state. If thy unworthiness raised love in me, more worthy I to be beloved of thee. End of chapter 150 Chapter 151 Love is too young to know what conscience is. Yet who knows not conscience is born of love? Then, gentle cheater, urge not my amiss, lest guilty of my faults thy sweet self prove. For thou betraying me, I do betray my nobler part to my gross body's treason. My soul doth tell my body that he may triumph in love. Flesh stays no farther reason, but rising at thy name doth point out thee, as his triumphant prize, proud of this pride. He is contented thy poor drudge to be, to stand in thy affairs, fall by thy side. No want of conscience hold it that I call. Her love, for whose dear love, I rise and fall. End of chapter 151 Chapter 152 In loving thee, thou knowest I am forsworn, but thou art twice forsworn to me, love-swearing. In act thy bed-vow broke, and new faith torn, in vowing new hate after new love-bearing. But why of two oaths breach do I accuse thee, when I break twenty? I am perjured most, for all my vows are oaths, but to misuse thee, and all my honest faith in thee is lost. For I have sworn deep oaths of thy deep kindness, oaths of thy love, thy truth, thy constancy and to enlighten thee gave eyes to blindness, or made them swear against the thing they see. For I have sworn thee fair, more perjured I, to swear against the truth so foul a lie. End of chapter 152 Chapter 153 Cupid laid by his brand and fell asleep, a maid of Dian's this advantage found, and his love kindling fire did quickly steep in a cold valley fountain of that ground, which borrowed from this holy fire of love, a dateless, lively heat still to endure, and grew a seating bath which yet men prove, against strange maladies a sovereign cure. But at my mistress' eye, love's brand new fired, the boy for trials needs would touch my breast. I sick with all the help of bath desired, And thither hide a sad, distempered guest. But found no cure, the bath for my help lies, Where Cupid got new fire, my mistress' eyes. End of chapter 153 Chapter 154 the little love-god lying once asleep, Laid by his side his heart in flaming brand, Whilst many nymphs that vowed chaste life to keep, Came tripping by but in her maiden hand. The fairest votary took up that fire, Which many legions of true hearts had warmed, And so the general of hot desire Was sleeping by a virgin hand disarmed. This brand she quenched in a cool well by, Which from love's fire took heat perpetual, Growing a bath and healthful remedy, For men diseased, but I, my mistress, thrall, 
came there for cure, and this by that I prove. Love's fire heats water, water cools not love. End of chapter 154 And also the end of The Sonnets of William Shakespeare